This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. And good morning. Our lines are open on 0818-103-103. Bernie taking your calls and comments right now across the show. You can text or indeed WhatsApp on 0862-103-103. If there's something you want to raise on the show this morning, you can always email corktoday at c103.ie. And ahead on the programme, we're going to be hearing about the government's mandate on electric cars. It's up again for discussion. And some now are saying this is becoming more and more unrealistic, especially the rural independent group of TDs. The government wants 1 million electric cars on the road by 2030 but there has been no increase in infrastructure outside of Dublin and with the cost of EVs and the cost of everything going up, how is this sustainable? So we're going to hear from the independent Cork South West Deputy Michael Collins on the show this morning on this. We're also hearing over the last uh, few days from local independent food retail shops. This is your corner shop who a lot of people, you won't do your full shop there people do support them and you'll get various goods across the week well what seems to be happening here is many that have contacted us have their energy bills coming up for renewal and they're now struggling to meet the rising energy costs the unit price has increased for them which means some uh, for example the electricity bills is going to increase by over 3,000 euros which is a huge amount of money uh, from what they were paying which may be around 1,000 euros so some are seeing over a 2,000 euro increase we're going to hear from uh, food shops this morning who have contacted us across the weekend and the impact that will have and the future for the local corner shop also uh, we're hearing about more calls from local communities also this is to do with VAT on life-saving defibrillators now currently uh, the VAT rate is 23% on defibs they were supposed to remove it and it was discussed about a year or two ago but it never actually happened and for some reason even though this was the directive for this was coming from Europe uh, for some reason or another it, it hasn't reached down to the level where the decision should have been made so now there's calls again for the removal of the VAT on defibrillators which means if the VAT wasn't there they'd be cheaper to purchase and more would be available then in areas and local towns where you know that we have seen the impact they have and they have saved people's lives over the years so uh, more on that on the programme this morning and we're going to hear from a festival in Town that is looking to gather as many people named Michael Collins into the one location to break a world record. This, of course, 
Well, this festival, first of all, happens every year, uh, but the Michael Collins part of this festival ties in with the commemoration that will be happening around the corner from Town in Bain-le-Blaw uh, next weekend. And the festival here are looking to gather as many people who were called Michael Collins into that location in Town so they can break a world record. We'll hear more on that later in the programme. And also, Annalisa Drizel is along from 12.30. If you have a nutritional question for Annalisa, get that into us and we'll uh, pass it on after 12.30. She'll answer all your questions here on C103 Plus all this week here on Cork Today we're giving you a chance to win with Specsavers Hearing celebrating Ireland's reopening and tickets to great events and experiences so you can win your way to see Tommy Tiernan live at Cork Opera House in October for you and your friends plus also a 100 euros greens restaurant voucher Specsavers have expert audiologists in your local Specsavers store and Specsavers audiology they bring back the sounds you've missed the most how will you win this prize will I I'm going to play an audio clip from Tommy Tiernan with a word missing and you have to guess what that missing word is. I'll play that later in the programme and then when you figure out the missing word you can WhatsApp us your answer to 0862103103 and you'll be able to see Tommy Tiernan at the Opera House along with a €100 voucher for Green's Restaurant. That and more to come between now and one here on C103's Cork Today Show. But I'm looking here at the papers this morning and there's beaming smiles coming out from one man who's whenever I meet this guy he's always smiling Uh, both are full of smiles though in fairness that they're always in good form when we meet them and that of course has to be Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy congratulations to you both another gold medal for Ireland and that came when they finished first yesterday morning and they finished in the lightweight men's double skulls final at the European Rowing Championships in Munich. The Skibberley natives came home ahead of Italy and Switzerland to retain their title and go back to back. So another gold for the lads. And uh, they're currently our Celtic Ross Hotel West Cork sports star annual winners, uh, overall winners, which were, of course, announced a bit later this year. We did it in the first week of April. Uh, run with ourselves at the Celtic Ross Hotel, C103 and the Southern Star. And the, the lads... They're just down to earth. They're always available for interview. They're very, I don't know, did I ever realise how much pride Ireland holds for them and how much they have done uh, for the sport of rowing and indeed uh, for, not only for rowing but for West Cork in general with people who actually just go along and visit Skibbereen to see the rowing club and to see the area. Uh, so again, well done to Finton and Paul and every paper nearly this morning has their smiling faces, on, if not their front page, certainly inside and they're online as well. So again, congrats to both. It didn't finish there though. <clears throat> Because Lydia Heafy, uh, who's from Lep, and Margaret Crimmon, who's from Rochestown, she just missed out on a medal in the women's version of the same event. They were just pipped by Italy at the line to come forth. So well done to both. And also then in the mixed double skulls final, uh, we had Stephen McGowan and Katie O'Brien. They came forth in that. They're from Galway. But also Aoife Casey uh, from Skibbereen also. She came forth in the lightweight women's single skulls A final. So well done to all representing Ireland in the European Championships. Just uh, fantastic to see so many locals doing well in that and we wish them all the best. Now, uh, did you 
uh, have lightning last night? Did you have thunder? Because that orange weather warning is still in place until four o'clock this afternoon. And I was where I was where I am living in the city last night. There was thunder and lightning for about an hour, just after seven o'clock. It just kept going, and then I saw videos from mainly north and east Cork and parts of Limerick where they seem to have got the lightning worse than other areas. Uh, so not too sure if you were affected. We hear there with Barry on the news, a number of areas are affected by power outages in the McCroom area in particular. So ESB networks are working on that across this morning to restore power to those areas who are without electricity due to those lightning storms overnight. And what a big weekend it was for Cork. Were you there? Westlife at Parky Cueve. Two fantastic nights. A great buzz around the city for Westlife. They put on a fantastic show. Uh, I mean, I suppose we all know their songs over the years. They've had so many hits. Uh, and I think everybody that attended really did enjoy the show at Parky Cueve. And then Yol, the Iron Man, brought huge crowds to Yol across the weekend. So well done to all there. And while all that was happening, are you a fan of the TV show Line of Duty? Because Martin Comston, he one of the stars in that show he's on holidays in West Cork and believe it or not we managed to track him down and we decided to set him a challenge and to try out some of our favourite Cork drinks and it seems that he loves Tanora anyhow he in fairness to him he went along with the challenge you could watch him perform these challenges with us at Casey's in Glandor he was at Glandor over the weekend and the gang there uh, were very good to do this with him so they sent it on to us and you can watch Martin perform those at Casey's England or on our C103 socials on Facebook, Twitter and indeed on Insta. Uh, but all of that while well, that was happening over the weekend the government were busy preparing budgeting and looking ahead to budgets for next year. And it seems now in reports from a number of the papers across the weekend that families could receive a one-off double payment for the child benefit allowance in the upcoming budget. Uh, this came from the Irish Independent across the weekend. Uh, the government is considering doubling the €100 Euros 40 monthly allowance, which will be funded by a £5 billion tax surplus that's currently available to the Minister for Finance, Pascal Dunahu. And this payment is being considered for December. And then parents with one child, they would receive a 280 euro one-off payment while those with two children they would get a total of 560 euros and then a family with three children would be in line to receive 840 euros but they do say they only have one shot to get this right so that is the plan at the moment with regards to the child benefit allowance and if this is agreed by all coalition partners uh, this could really I suppose have an impact on parents across the winter as the cost of living is set to increase and while that was going on then uh, further news coming out then late last night and this morning about another one solved double payment and this is regarding the household benefits package as part of a range of cost of living measures aimed at tackling rising inflation so this double payment of 35 euros a month as part of the household benefits package this is paid to it seems around 484,000 people and will include and does include a free tv license along with this 35 euros a month that goes uh, towards gas or electricity bill and it's going to be paid to everybody in the country aged over 70 but can only be claimed by one person per household and the payment is also available to anyone aged between 66 and 70 who is in receipt of the state pension or the 
widows, widowers or surviving civil partners pension and anyone aged under 66 then who was in receipt of the carer's allowance or a disability allowance can also claim this payment. Now government officials, uh, they are examining uh, if giving the double payment package could provide a more universal assistance than maybe for example if they were making further changes to the fuel allowance so rather than uh, changing or increasing the fuel allowance they are looking at doubling the 35 euro a month on the household benefits package so that's something else that was out ahead of the budget at the weekend and then for people who are renting and for landlords uh, they could both receive tax credits in the budget and this seemingly is to incentivize individual landlords to stay in the market as we know house prices are high uh, so many landlords are selling up and they're getting as much as they can I suppose for the house they own Uh, the Sunday Times was reporting this yesterday that ministers are considering giving a tax uh, and this is to credit smaller landlords who offer maybe a 5 to 10 year lease to their tenants and within that then uh, yesterday, a second energy credit is also expected to be announced in the budget. So that, remember that was a €200 Euros credit we got for our electricity bill earlier on in April, May. We could be receiving something like that again in and around Christmas. That is what was discussed anyway and that is what has been reported on across the weekend. So I suppose in one way at least there is measures coming down the line to deal with the cost of living. Uh, but overall, last Friday on the show we were hearing about a new tax bracket and this tax bracket was mentioned by the finance minister, but now again this morning, the public expenditure minister, Michael McGrath, he has come out and he has played down any chance of a new 30% tax bracket in the budget in next month. So while many thought it would change things, then basically what this would do is for workers and for those who aren't earning high wages but not earning low wages either, you would get another 500 to 1,000 euros in your pay packet. So it would help a lot of people when it comes to the cost of living. Anyway, it seems now that's been ruled out by Michael McGrath this morning. And something then that I spotted in the Irish Daily Mail this morning, and this is coming from the Fianna Fáil TD, Barry Cowan. And he feels, and I don't know how people feel about this, but he feels the ESB, that it should be sold for 15 billion euros and the cash used to the new forms of energy. Now, we all know the ESB is the dominant provider of electricity in the country. I mean, the network does look after the entire electricity supply and then the retail division of the ESB is called Electric Ireland. But we have not learned from our mistakes of the past regarding the telephone network and we can see this the situation with broadband across the country when we sold off air or a telecom Aaron, you'd wonder if we still owned the infrastructure, if we still owned the poles and the, the broadband lines, which are obviously in, in overall in control of, of Air Open, as they call it, and then every other provider, the likes of Vodafone and whoever, you know, run off the back of, um, of, of that actual infrastructure, even though over the years, many of those new providers have installed their own infrastructure across the country. But should we not really look at this again? Because some would say we made a mistake when we sold off Telecom Air and Air and that our broadband situation in this country would be a lot better and up to the standards of other European countries. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Keep the ESB or sell the ESB, according to Barry Cowan anyway. He'd rather sell it. 
at a cost of 15 billion uh, euros. Your views are welcome on that. You can call Bernie 0818 103103 or indeed text or WhatsApp 0862 Talk today until one. Our lines are open. Bernie taking your calls then 0818 103103 and you can text or WhatsApp 0862 103103. I mentioned there about the thunder and lightning uh, that took place in many parts of Cork last night and is in Ballantimple and she said it wasn't too bad where she is in Ballantimple but she feels we are not finished yet she can feel it but I think many people can Anne. and it is we are in that uh, warning for thunder and lightning until 4 o'clock this afternoon here in the Cork area and it did affect electricity supplies in some parts of Cork overnight and they are being restored at the moment and also when I mentioned there regarding the various measures that are being leaked ahead of the budget I have a text in saying all these payments they are talking about handing out in the budget what about low income families that don't get child benefit or fuel allowance do something for people who work but low pay and a lot of people would agree with you on that and also I know that they were looking at this tax bracket that they mentioned that would help people not maybe everybody in low pay but so many how certainly that are on low pay, pay that would fall into this new bracket whereby you would get an extra four to five hundred euros if not up to one thousand euros in pay but now according to reports this morning this is coming uh, from Paul Hosford from the Irish Examiner he's their political correspondent it seems that Michael McGrath has played down chances of a new 30% tax bracket in uh, the budget and that it would not be in place by next month so because of this uh, he's saying even though the Finance Minister Pascal Dunne who last week said he'd like to introduce this Michael McGrath is saying it might not come in before next month which would mean then it would if, for the likes of you and others uh, is there much in the upcoming budget for people who are getting up early in the morning who are going to work who are low paid but don't get anything like the fuel allowance or like the household benefit uh, package I mentioned or also like the child benefit thank you for your text to 0862 103 103 and I mentioned there uh, later in the show we're going to hear from News This Town as they look together as many people name Michael Collins into uh, one location to break the world record and all of this is to do with the uh, centenary of the death of Michael Collins around the corner from News This Town and Ben LeBlanc that has left Shane uh, to WhatsApp in to say uh, Hi JP Cork County Council were allocated a lot of money to do a job at the Michael Collins memorial site at Ben LeBlanc Now Shane called there yesterday and he said it's not finished yet still a stop and go for traffic site barriers around it and they have built a wall on the roadside and have removed the beautiful railing railing across the around the cross so that has all changed less than a week to go and the work still not finished even though they had 100 years to do this there's no overgrowth cut around the site or on the approach road and don't tell me it's because of the closed season. I was in Clorgan last week and the approach road sides are all trimmed and neat says Shane on WhatsApp to 0862103103. Well I do hope it will be fin- will have to be finished by this weekend because they're expecting about 5,000 people uh, to attend Ben Law this coming weekend and I did pass there myself not last weekend gone but the weekend beforehand uh, when I was travelling from our studio in Mallow uh, home and I was going cross country via Dunamore coach version across Crookstown to Ben Law and on to Bandon and I did you know, stop and go was still there and it did look like there was a lot of work to do uh, two weekends ago so it seems it's something similar again last weekend so I think the work will be on they'll have to have it done by this week and uh, you're not the only person who has been on to us across the weekend concerned that the works won't be done but I would presume if you speak to those involved that they will be working extra hard 
hard and 24-7 maybe to ensure that that site is ready uh, for the commemorations next weekend and we'll wait and see Shane thank you for your WhatsApp to 0862 103 103 Uh, but on the way next have you ever considered an electric vehicle or do you feel the infrastructure where you live simply doesn't have it so you simply just first of all can't afford it but couldn't take the risk of buying one Uh, we'll discuss that next Record today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 0818103103. The government is still going ahead with its target of having 1 million electric cars on the road by 2030, despite a lack of infrastructure in many areas of the country. The Rural Independent Group feels again this is an attack on rural commuters, and Cork Southwest Independent Deputy Michael Collins, part of that group, now joins me this morning. Good morning to you, Michael. Good morning, John Paul. This target from the government, I mean, many feel now it's becoming unrealistic because nothing has changed regarding infrastructure. In the Dublin region, the people living there have noticed a difference. Elsewhere, there's been no talk really about new installation of chargers since 2019. No, uh, absolutely. There's a, a number of uh, issues with this government-mandated electric vehicle target where we feel they're unrealistic and also they're an attack of on rural dwellers and the government's push to control what cars people can own, John Paul and drive is outright police madness, to be quite honest with you. And we give a number of reasons we've looked into this uh, deeply. You know, first of all, uh, banning of, of the sale of petrol and diesel cars is another uh, attack on, on, on the rural way of, of, of living. And they're expecting by 2050 that there'll be no uh, diesel and petrol cars. And that's all lovely. And, uh, we always like, we, everybody likes to dream and, and, and we'd all love to think that all these things are going to work out. But the government hasn't moved in any way, shape or form to make sure that we're, we're edging towards this in any way. The government targets of electric vehicles are 95,000, I think, by 2025, up to a million between 2026 and 2030. And these targets, John Paul, are totally un- unrealistic. There's manufacturing difficulties, there's dist- distribution difficulties, uh, and massive costs uh, will have to be burdened by, by, by already overburdened families. So, you know, we, you look at the situation where I think where they need to be looking at is maybe providing grants for solar panels. You know, they're doing that at 2400 which is a very, very small sum of money. They need to increase that to 5000 so people can, uh, we'll say, uh, provide electricity from their own homes. Uh, and, and, and that would be in some way, um, in the electrify our cars at this present time, there's no electric um, stations, basically, to plug in the cars down in most of rural communities. Um, and, and people are telling me that, and that's turning people against even considering uh, purchasing a, an electric car. Yeah, the lack of chargers is the big thing we hear of, and I have a text just coming in, which I'll get to in a while, uh, from a person who is making that point. But when you mention rural areas there, one thing that comes up in this argument is many houses in rural areas would have their own driveway, which means it would be easier to install one of those electric chargers. And there is grants of around €600 Euros available to go and get this done in the home. But then I suppose, as you mentioned, the electric cars themselves, they're, they're still quite expensive. And a lot of the grants towards physically buying the car have reduced them. They are, you see, and we also have the have the issue too, John Paul, which is going to be a very serious issue this year and, and this winter and, and other winters to come. Um, you know, when the Commission of Regulation of Utilities and Air Grid are, are warning that Ireland must reduce electricity demands and face blackouts for this winter. Ministers have kind of been accepting that could happen. What do you want to be with electric cars over blackout? Yeah, situation? good point. So like, you see, you, there's, there's a lot of um, uh, questions you can ask over this new 
targets and the, the you know this government have been held bent on targets and held bent on targets and not reaching targets and I think it's taking the focus off the real problems that are out there. The, the focus is the, the recession and the massive recession people are. But like we say, the government also set, set a second target which would require that almost every vehicle purchased in Ireland between 2026 and 2030, newer second hand would have to be an electric vehicle. This target is not remotely practical as we have little or no second hand market at the moment. You know, the electric vehicles. So it's you know, it's an expensive uh, game, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, the Green government are playing with people's livelihoods. You know, very few electric vehicles are below the, the cost of 38000 And if, um, you know, anybody buys a petrol or a diesel car, they can buy it for, you know, maybe a few, a few hundred to a, a few thousand. That, that's affordable. That's what families can only afford right now. And they'd love to think that they could pay the 38000 and and and, you know, live the dream. But people, unfortunately are having a problem today whether they pay, decide paying whether they pay for food or for heating never mind things can they pay up to 38,000 for an electric vehicle that mightn't that mightn't have electricity to charge at number one mightn't have a charging point in any rural community or most rural communities number two these targets are way off their game altogether and they're not they're not, they're not you know building you know I have nothing against you know um, changes and, and we change and, and obviously changes has to be made you know, but realistic changes and look at the realistic targets that we can make and maybe increase the solar panels grant and maybe do all these things first and then start setting targets. It seems to me that this government is continuing farming, whether it's whatever, um, continuously firefighting. They're, they're, they're making up these proposals knowing they're not realistic, knowing that they're, they're, they're taking the focus off the real problems that are there today and people are in focusing, unfortunately, on things they shouldn't be talking about at all because the targets will never be reached, in my view, in, the, in quite a lot of them, you won't be. Yeah, Jerry is agreeing with you there and I think a lot of people would, you know, we all agree change is needed, but you need to have something in place for that change to happen. Jerry's making the point that they changed the lanes in the city centre in the last week or so and all of this is to force people to use public transport. The majority of people have no problem with this, but the public transport is not there. We only have buses who also get caught in the traffic jams. If we had a light rail system, then people would have no problem and would adapt to city life and city changes, but they're changing things without having the infrastructure I suppose that's the point you're making there. I mean, Michael, no one has any issue with the changing and looking towards electric cars, but you can't get rid of the diesel or petrol when the facilities aren't there. And this is Henry, who's a sales rep. Now, he says he's travelling from Mid-Cork right across the country most well, not most days, but most weeks. Uh, he was in the East Coast last week around the Dublin area, and he says for the majority, there are chargers. Now, you have to wait, of course, uh, for your actual car to charge up, but there was chargers in a lot of the petrol and service stations, whereas outside of Dublin, they're not there. So uh, then you have the question, Michael, for local rural petrol stations who provide a lot to the local community they have the local shop you know they provide more than just giving up petrol or diesel uh, will they have to change their way of business now to include these charging base and are they going to be given money to do that that's the problem and and it looks like <clears throat> the electric vehicle lobby the electric companies and the wealthy corporate investors are seeking millions of euros and subsidies from all levels of Irish government for, for to put charging stations and uh, we'll say infrastructure in, 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 in places. So it looks to me as if the companies that are going to gain the most by all this are going to give the least and going to force the government into uh, providing funding for which means the taxpayer must now turn around and fund all these uh, these charging stations and associated works. That's what it looks like it's going to happen here. Uh, so again, you see, you have you have the problem that 
little or no research has gone into this. You know, the electric points, if you want people to buy a vehicle, whether they're down in Castletown Bay or out in the Mizzenhead, or even down in places like that in the year, and, and, and places where, the, where the charging points, people want to know where they are. They're not there. And, you know, they're, they're, people are concerned. Look, even if people want to change and want to do the right thing, they've been uh, prohibited from doing so because they're they're saying, you know, if I if I myself have to go to the doll and I want to leave going in the morning, I mean, how many times... How far can I get? Uh, how long is it going to take? And sad, and sadly, the situation is, if the government are going ahead with this, it's going to affect rural communities more. And these are the communities that have little or no public transport because Bus Connect or Connecting Ireland has never connected. I've done in my own constituency here with nothing has changed in relation to the connection of bus by bus air or whatever national. Then in here, we have the same bus leaving here at half seven in the morning. No extra buses. Nothing extra. So if anybody wants to go to Cork or go to Dublin, you're talking about going the day before if you want to be above at a realistic time in the morning for do business. It's scandalous, the situation here. And this is a, this is an absolute disaster for rural Ireland. These targets are going to be forced through by the government. And we saw what happened in agriculture. They will force them through. They will because they have so many dreamers, so many dreamers out there that they're quite willing to force this through on the basis of, of, of having a majority in the government. But but all these dreamers that you mentioned, Michael, surely with the amount in government from rural areas that they can see this, they can see there's not enough charging points, they can see what needs to be done before you change everything over to electric. I mean, we, we're very much aware that the big companies that produce cars are already stopping production of diesel and petrol is next to come, but diesel cars are not being produced. So the changes on the way, whether we like it or not, is, is to implement the actual change for the ordinary consumer and for the people that will be using the infrastructure. I mean, Derek here says he last year uh, drove an electric car as part of his work and he parked it in Bandon where there was a charger, but it was one of the slow chargers. It took nearly an hour to charge his car. It's okay, he said. I was not in a rush. But if you want to get somewhere, an hour, you can't be driving along, waiting an hour and then going again for your journey. So it's it's about getting the infrastructure because it is going to come down the line, Michael. So, I mean, what do you say to the dreamers regarding the targets? I mean, is it a case to, where does the money keep coming from for all of this? Well, it's, it's quite possible, John Paul, that the targets won't be met. Um, even though with the Green Party in government, either by Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, they'll, they'll push this through no matter what uh, punishment it is going to be to the ordinary rural people. <clears throat> but the rural people proved, um, you know, in the banks that they can kick up to and, 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 and they can put sense back into the government. And this is probably what's going to have to happen here because you can't have a situation where you're going to leave people without vehicles in a place where there's no public transport already. And that's that's are, are very poor or little or no public transport. And that's in most places in rural Ireland. So, like, you know, the cattle planning here before the horse is typical of this government and the way they work. So they need to have a real serious look at this. And that's where we go back up to the doll and force, uh, first of all, to have proper uh, charging points. Second of all, to give proper grants for solar panels for people in their homes to try and see can they generate their own electricity because we are in a situation where we could be left without electricity which should never happen because there is a massive potential out there but the country has decided to turn its back on that potential and leave us leave us wide open uh, as such but I, all I can say is that we will as a rural independent group push to make sure these targets cannot be uh, in any way shape or form uh, adhered to until, until all infrastructure is in place uh, properly in rural communities the same as it is in, in, in Dublin and maybe for, for two or three more of our 
major cities in the country. And before I let you go, Michael, just staying on the electricity side of things and energy, because we've a number of local retailers uh, who've been in contact with us, and these are your, your local shops, you know, your corner food stores. Uh, they're now renewing their energy bills for electricity in the next few months, and some of them are seeing increases of over €2,000. Again, it's all going back to what's happening with energy and the fact that you have you know, these corner shops. They still must have freezers and equipment kept down 24-7, so that's one of the big reasons for driving up the costs. Are you hearing this? And, I mean, what, what can be done? Because there's a huge knock-on effect if these shops do leave rural areas. Yeah, well, we, we are calling on the government and we'll be, um, it'll be in our budget uh, proposal going forward that they will have to know the vital financial package for local food retailers, John Paul. This is a very, very serious issue. It's probably one of the most serious issues and, and, and widow people may be realising most of these shops, whether they're the super values of the centres and the local towns and villages, they're, they're employing 50, 60 people. And they have been telling me, and I've been speaking to them right across from, from, from all the way from Riverstick down into Skull, telling me that the, the owners of these shops, that they're in dire financial situation. They have a dire financial situation they're facing. And they put it to me very clearly. Because, I mean, they, they, their job is to speak to all the local politicians. And they've spoken to me and they've said it very clearly that what they're facing is the same as what we were talking about post office. They're facing closure. And the government has been sitting idly by. They've never got any financial aid during the, the COVID. They, were, they kept their doors open. They were happy to do that. Uh, but the problem is the, the electric, electric bills basically have gone insane and they cannot cope with, um, with, with the pressure that they're under at the present time. So they cannot be showing um, the increases that, they, that their stores are costing back out onto the customer. So, because if they do, obviously, the bigger uh, the Tesco's and, 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 and the, the Aldi's and the Littles will swallow them up. So they're, they're in a very difficult situation and the government must step in with some financial package in this in this, in this uh, budget. And uh, Michael, to, a lot of this is going back when you're mentioning financial packages there, I suppose it goes back to where does the money you know keep coming from because a lot of this is to do with energy and the demand and supply for energy. And Barry Cowan, the Fianna Fáil TD from the Midlands, he has come out this morning and he has said, uh, he feels anyway, that ESB should be sold for 15 billion euros and the cash used to develop new forms of energy that would secure... Uh, this situation for Ireland and then you might have uh, less of what those local shops are going through because we will be producing our own electricity and energy but would you agree with what Barry is saying or would you say look at the lessons I, from the past with the Telecom Air and Air? Well I, I'm looking at uh, the most uh, things I'm looking at is the profit that these ESP companies are making and that's not being passed out in some way like I mean we nobody begrudges anybody making a profit that's good for businesses but at the same time they're making astronomical profits of hundreds and hundreds of millions and it has been passed back into into the are the men and women's uh, pocket are the are the business uh, person and these business people that I'm talking about are in dire trouble. Here they're looking at uh, monthly electricity bills going up by five thousand. These are small shops going up five thousand since 2021. Um, so I mean, it, it, and I'm only talking about this every every couple of months. So like we're looking at a situation here that has been like spiral out of control. They've been in contact with the government. They're getting very little satisfaction back from the government. No, it's, it's the rural independence taking up this fight for the for the ordinary small uh, shops as such to keep their doors open. We cannot afford, we've seen it. But so should we keep the ESB then in our own control rather than selling it off and it be known by well, somebody in Germany or France? At least if I, it's... I, th- I think we should keep it in our own control, keep it, number okay. one. But number two, um, they should also, the government should strongly step in to a degree because they do own quite a percentage of 
is the Ireland and, and see the profits need to be pushed back out into the people again but they're making massive profits obviously every company is to make a profit but massive profits should be there should be some ease given back to the RD uh, household and these businesses these shops are in there these local food retailers that kept us alive that kept us uh, basically going during COVID and, and, and during a, a very difficult time kept the local people employed um, have a you know, great, you know, great uh, opportunity, people, and and f- sadly, we could lose some of these uh, if we're not if we're not going to wake up. And this government have been asleep on the at the wheel in relation to this jump out. Okay, we have a local shop owner joining us uh, after eleven on this, so we'll hear more on the reality uh, this is having for local independent shop owners. For the moment, though, Michael, thanks for joining us this morning on the program. That is Cork Southwest Independent Deputy Michael Collins. A lot of text calls coming in regarding electric vehicles and why people are concerned about them and the lack of infrastructure we'll get to those and indeed shop owners and the energy costs as well we'll get to your comments shortly but uh, still a lot of people concerned over and this is community groups over the cost of purchasing a defibrillator for the local community because the VAT rate still has not been removed we'll discuss that next Record today on C103 text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment 0862103103 There's again calls from the Irish Heart Foundation and others towards the government to abolish VAT on life-saving defibrillators Cork North Central Deputy Colin Burke joins me on this Good morning to you Colin Good morning You were speaking with us a number of years ago on this and we were hoping this would have been implemented before now and it's not the first time a call has been made from the Irish Heart Foundation in the last year on this There's also several petitions so why does the VAT rate still remain at 23%? Unfortunately um, we've been guided I suppose by uh, the European guidelines on it but the, the cha- there's been some changes on that now um, at the EU level which will allow us to do it. Now there is no commitment by the government to do it and that's the reason why I'm calling on them and will be talking to the Minister for Finance before uh, the budget to make sure that VAT is taken off defibrillators and I think you know, what's tending to happen is that companies, obviously, who are registered for VAT can get a refund of the VAT when they're, they're sponsoring a defibrillator, but a community group can't because they normally they wouldn't be registered for VAT. And I do think it's important that this uh, charge is removed. Likewise, we have VAT on HRT products as well. Um, hormone replacement therapy products um, and we should, there's been some change at EU level as well in relation to that and I think it's important that we bring in that change as well where VAT is removed off of HRT products as well. So there, there are two areas which are really involving healthcare and we, where VAT should not be applied because it's about helping people and especially defibrillators about uh, resuscitating someone and keeping them uh, alive while emergency services are waited and I think it's extremely important and they've provided a crucial role in um, helping people to survive who've had uh, suffered um, heart attacks. And as you mentioned there regarding the EU, uh, the EU finance ministers, they have agreed the amendments, but do we know how long it will take for this to filter down to every country so they no, can no. actually introduce well, this? We can introduce this under the budget. Um, from the budget, from the, the, the budget, this current budget? The current budget, we can, we can bring about the change in the current budget and that's why we've been on to the minister about this on, in relation to these two items, uh, Emer Higgins, myself, um, who've been working with, because we, for instance, we have a private members bill in, in another area and we've been working together and these are two areas that we want the changes to come about and I think it's extremely important that they are brought about and that they are 
brought about. And I think the one good thing about I know there is a huge um, need for support in relation to people who are on welfare in relation to uh, people who have young families. And I think the one good thing is that the tax take uh, in the last um, 12 months has been very good. Therefore, there is room for manoeuvre in bringing about changes like this in the same way as we need to bring about changes as well about supporting uh, families as well. And the at the moment, defibrillators, the minimum cost if a community was purchasing one is about €1,300 before VAT. And that's a minimum. They're, they're a lot more yeah. expensive than that. And, so and if you're VAT, saying... Then it's, the VAT is at 23%. Then, which exactly. Is, which is a lot of money onto it again. So if you're saying the EU now have approved this and Ireland can do this, I mean, you, you would think that with the tax you mentioned there, intake the country has seen that they will implement this as soon as possible. So. Yeah, well, we we'd have to we'd have to the budget changes can be brought about fairly fairly immediately after the um, budget is passed and the budget is brought forward this year earlier. So we will have an earlier budget. Therefore, hopefully, these changes can be brought about. In fact, the day after the budget is announced, and I think that's the big issue that we should be trying to press on. The the regulations has changed at a European level. We need to change it now uh, from an Irish point of view. And we have seen an increase, unfortunately, of sudden cardiac arrest, but we also have seen how defibrillators has and can save lives. So I think the sooner that this is implemented, the better for all, which means more communities then who we all know and you're very aware who have GoFundMe pages set up to try and raise money to purchase these will be able to do so faster because they'll be available at a cheaper rate. And I think as well as that there's been an amazing response by communities right across the entire country as regards raising money uh, for putting these in place and Mm. having them in places that are easily accessible and that they can be immediately used if unfortunately someone does have a heart attack in an area and um, they can get the assistance that they require. Yeah, and we've seen how many towns have reformed old phone boxes and now they hold defibrillators and you know how, how that has changed lives. Anyhow, uh, hopefully this will... Are you hopeful, Colin, that we will see announcement on this before the budget? I am. Well, we will be having a number of meetings between now and Budget Day with the Minister. Obviously, these are issues that... And there are a number of other issues that as well where I want to get changes on. Um, and I think it's important that we do you know, we make sure that we get our message across to the Minister, but also that the message the Minister takes on board the message we have. And the fact now that the EU directive has now changed, it allows the Minister that flexibility to bring it uh, to bring about the change. And I presume they wouldn't do something like reduce the VAT rate. I mean, we want it abolished. Totally. No, I, I think it's abolished. Yeah. I, I think it's, impor- it's important. This is about life-saving equipment. Um, the other one in relation to HRT is about giving support um, to those that require that kind of medical assistance. Um, I was even surprised to find that VAT was on some HRT products. Mm. Um, but again, it's adding to the cost Um, and I think it's important that we remove that as well. Well, hopefully HRT products and indeed uh, defibrillators that the VAT will be abolished on those. We'll wait and see what happens before the budget for the moment. Uh, Colm, thanks for joining us this well, morning on the programme. Uh, that is Cork North Central Deputy Colm Burke. JP in for Patricia today. She's back tomorrow from 10am and Bernie takes your comments on 0818 103 103 or you can text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103 and a number of people have been in contact regarding the uh, conversation we had earlier in the show 
show on electric vehicles and this is because the Rural Independence Group have come out across the weekend and they feel now the government's targets are unrealistic when it comes to electric vehicles uh, especially for those living in rural areas they feel if they're going on these targets they have uh, one of those is 1 million electric cars on the road by 2030 uh, but there's been no increase in infrastructure outside of the Dublin area how uh, can we achieve those targets and really at the moment when you look I mean we're in 2022 now there's talks of everything going ahead for 2023 and it won't be long before you know the next few years slip by and we all know how fast 10 years can go uh, so the concern is there and there's a lot of concern because a lot of people have been on to us across the morning on phone and indeed text and whatsapp here's some of those that have been in touch first of all Mara says as a retired West Cork resident I am unable to afford an electric vehicle plus there is no infrastructure out here the closest charger for us is 15 kilometres away says Mara this is just crazy and a lot of people are saying the same uh, this is John who's living in the Beira area saying the closest for me at the moment would be 20k if I was to charge my car but what if it ran out of power before I got to the charger and a number of people are making the point that this is surely a joke because they're looking for us to buy electric vehicles and in the last week or so all we're hearing about is power shortages being forecasted so how can that be uh, and uh, yeah that is a worry I mean if, if we are going to have blackouts now they did say we'd had that last winter it never happened and your grid are warning people but they're not saying uh, it's likely to happen yet but they are putting out the warning there that we could have blackouts this winter but if it did happen and you your car needed to be charged and you have to go to work the next day but you have no electricity overnight then how do you charge the car so you know people are making a, a point there on that another texter here is saying God if the poor can't afford electric vehicles I don't know how they can afford 2 euro a litre for fuel 2 to 300 euros for car tax or 5 or 600 euros for insurance the NCT costs and the service costs how can they afford all those if they can't afford an electric vehicle says one texter and somebody else saying this government they're only a puppet government the public should get them out they're only destroying our countries that this person feels on text while Carol uh, on electric vehicles was in the UK last week now on her journey across the north of England into Wales she said most of the service stations had an area full of electric vehicle chargers and they're all fast chargers so you basically go along there for 30 minutes or so and then you can go into the shop within the service station grab a coffee and come out and wait for your car to charge she feels the infrastructure is very good in Wales and in the parts of England she was in but then when she came home she got thinking about this because while the infrastructure was really good from an electric vehicle point of view she was come back to work and she was wondering how would it work uh, for her with an EV electric vehicle in a working capacity so she's back home and she's working and she's collecting her children from school rushing from school from work to school back to school again then uh, you go home then you're rushing again to go out and go sport training and what if the electric vehicle runs low she says I can't be waiting 30 minutes at a fast charge somewhere so what it looks 
all very well for me when I was on holidays. In reality, how would all this work in the future? People won't have 30 minutes spare. And on top of that, you will forget the charges. So you will be in those situations whereby you are travelling 15k or 20k for a sports situation. And what about when there's a match? Sometimes we can be travelling from North Cork to West Cork for matches or West Cork to East Cork. And what happens in a situation like this? We don't have 30 minutes to spare. So while it's good infrastructure-wise in the UK, for a holiday it works out, but Carol feels in real life when she's back working how practical are electric vehicles. And that's from Carol, and that was on a fast charger. So thank you for that, Carol. Uh, onto us on 0818 103 103 or you can text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103 and we spoke also there earlier regarding the ESB and this is how Brian Cowan who is the Fianna Fáil TD of course in the Midlands he is uh, questioning anyway he feels we should sell the ESB and uh, like to hear people's views on this because if we do sell the ESB the electric network we have here in this country the ESB own that and obviously Electric Ireland then is a branch off the ESB uh, but we do own the network as in the government have, have a stake in that if we were to sell ESB, would it be a situation like Telecom Air and Ant Air? Um, we have heard from uh, communication experts over the years that if we still owned the actual phone infrastructure, which is now called Open Air or Air Open, if we still own that, would our broadband situation across the country be as good as those in other European countries? But because our infrastructure is owned by private companies, is a, I think it's a French company own Air at the moment and all of that. When, when you sell the product to a private company outside of Ireland, uh, then you lose control and and there was so much more with Telecom Aaron as well that lost control uh, so with all of that is it better to keep something like the ESB in Irish hands and in the state's hands uh, your views are welcome on this because Michael in Castletown Bear says JP Fianna Fáil are totally against the 30% tax bracket for the middle income earners but I think that Brian Cowan's memory must be on the decline when I hear him calling to sell the ESB would someone remind him of what happened when Mary O'Rourke sold Telecom a pure disaster all this selling is short term gain for long term pain I also listen carefully to the arguments against electric cars and everything that goes with them but those who were pontificating all the setbacks are not coming up with solid proposals. I have always asked the question, why not decarbonise diesel and petrol? As for all the Cork and Kerry TDs and senators, there is an hourly train service from Tralee, Killarney and Cork City. They should be leaving their cars and using public transport and also they should lead by example, says Michael in Castletown Bear when it comes to those situations we spoke about this morning and I think a lot of people, Michael, would agree with you on the uh, short-term gain for long-term pain comment when it came to setting Telecom Aaron. And then I mentioned what's proposed in the budget with all the various one-off payments uh, that the government are due to give out to uh, regarding the household benefit for example well one texter says that the child benefit one-off payment is a joke sure they already got 160 euros in the bank for school please give a fuel voucher for petrol and diesel to working people and for once give us a fair society and yeah I mean there's I'm inundated with people this morning when they hear about those one-off payments these are workers who are going to work every morning 
and commuting from different areas and are finding it so so hard to pay for their petrol and diesel and now like that text there give a fuel voucher for those who are going to work and contributing to society uh, says another person and this is an example from Emer living in Mallow who says JP I commute every day from Mallow to Cork City I take the train as much as I can other days I have to drive because I collect my children who are involved in sports but the cost regardless of diesel and petrol both together because we have two cars my husband also works as well he works in Limerick uh, because of this we are broke from fuel and I think at this stage when they mentioned last week about the change in the rates for workers when it came to tax I welcome that but now when I hear this morning that's not going ahead and I hear of all these benefits going to social welfare payments and the household benefits package which we are not entitled to as a working family it really maddens me to think we have to rush around every morning and evening drive from Mallow to Cork or Mallow to Limerick and then drive elsewhere for sporting occasions with our children it's very frustrating because we get nothing yet we're taxed at a hill so we have to pay for everything it's so so hard to fund our family's activities and our household at the moment and I know everybody I speak to be that in our local soccer club GAA club we're at the school gates is finding it the same the workers of Ireland are being forgotten yet again uh, but how long will these workers stick around this time there is options where people are now leaving we have seen so many of my nursing friends going to Australia uh, for a better lifestyle uh, thank you for your WhatsApp to 0862 103 103 that's Emer in Mallow Ross is questioning about German cars being sent to South America are they electric um, not too sure on that one Ross is it the production of the cars they do produce electric cars in South America uh, maybe you're making the point about the carbon footprint how good is that then if you're you know moving cars from two countries which are a, a long distance away it doesn't really hold out uh, for the electric footprint and then uh, Mara back on again regarding the electric rates we're going to discuss very shortly on the programme uh, she feels that all it takes is to hold rates at a decent level uh, it's a mandate from the government to cap high rate hikes other countries in the EU are already doing this uh, Portugal and Spain so far what's wrong with these people in Dublin or whoever indeed is not acting proactively with this and yeah and that's true they could look at the rates and they could stop the rates at a certain level whereby then those who are paying high energy costs wouldn't be paying as high because the unit rate would be stopped at a certain unit and they have done that you're right in, in Portugal and Spain uh, thank you for your WhatsApp to 0862103103 or call Bernie with your comments on 0818103103 and all this week on Cork Today we're giving you the chance to win with Specsavers Hearing celebrating Ireland's reopening with tickets to great events and experiences win your way to Tommy Tiernan live at Cork Opera House in October for you in a plus a 100 euros greens restaurant voucher Specsavers have expert audiologists in your local Specsavers store and Specsavers audiology bringing back the sounds you've missed the most so I have an audio clip of Tommy Tiernan with a word missing you simply have to guess the word and you could be heading along to see Tommy Tiernan in October live at the Opera House plus indeed winning that €100 Euros Greens restaurant voucher for Greens on McCurtain Street. So we will open the competition lines on this after midday so not now but after midday but just to let you think about this and maybe figure out uh, what indeed the missing word could be here 
is Tommy Tiernan at one of his live shows giving a sketch but there's a word missing just take note don't text in now just take note of the word and we'll open the text lines on this after midday for your chance to win that fantastic prize but here is Tommy uh, from a sketch can you figure out the missing word I've no time for facts or rationality if all you want to do in your life is give out facts you might as well be a by the side of the road any idea what it could be or what could have been said there for that missing word uh, keep it write it down we'll open the lines on that and we'll play that again uh, after midday here on C103 you could win your way to Tommy Tiernan at the Opera House that restaurant voucher for Greens on McCurtain Street worth 100 euros all with thanks to Specsavers Hearing on the way as we mentioned there about energy rates we're going to the comment lines because we're going to hear from a shop owner who's uh, telling us first hand of how they're struggling to meet the increasing energy bills that are coming into them by way of their energy provider that's on the way next C103 Jobs and on today's Jobs Plot we have vacancies for Casey's Furniture in the city centre they're looking to hire a sales consultant send your CV to bernie.hennessy at caseys.ie Maxall in Clonakilty are looking for fresh food assistance apply with your CV to maxallclon at gmail.com and a pizza chef is wanted for Okana's Bar and Restaurant in Mallow apply with your CV to info at hiberninhotelmallow.com for the attention of Greg. These jobs and more, they're online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash job. You're listening to Cork Today on replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Cork Today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 0818 103 103. We heard earlier from Deputy Michael Collins how local independent family businesses are facing huge increases in their energy costs. Well, Ted Burke joins me from Castleview Stores in Liscarroll. Good morning to you, Ted. Good morning, John Paul. How are you today? I'm fine, and thanks for joining us on this and contacting the show. First of all, for those outside of the Liscarroll area, you're a local grocery shop there in the village. That's correct, yeah. So, my last two years nearly. Two years you're in yeah. business, is yeah. it? No, we've also the post office here in Liscarroll. So you have a grocery shop plus a post office? Correct, yeah. And you sell all type of various groceries, and I'm sure you have freezers there as well, do you? Yes, I have seven, eight freezers. Eight freezers? Yeah. So within the store, you're the only food store, I presume, in Liscarroll, are you? That's correct, yeah. So you'd have a big hinterland there yeah. who won't do all their, 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 their shop maybe with you, a big shop. But at least they'll be popping in for bits and pieces over the week. So you're quite busy, I presume, trade-wise. Yeah, I've been there too since we opened. It. Things have gone very well for us. Like, and I suppose I'm delighted with the people this call and the packing trade. The way they've supported us since we've opened, you know. So... Really, really, really happy to be here and then serving the people in this cattle, you know. And you have the post office as well. That's so correct, yeah. was the shop and post office there previous to you going in and buying this? No, no. We, no. we took over the post office about 11 years ago mm-hmm. from Kenties. Uh, uh, and we, we had the shop, the post office was standalone basically up to, up to the start of COVID. When then, uh, then Kenty decided to retire from the business. So I felt that, you know, we needed something in this car, like, you know, because otherwise the place would be a ghost town. So that's why I felt we needed a shop and, uh, you know, keep local people together and keep them at home and especially during COVID. I decided, you know, uh, that I, I would open the shop. I'm, I'm delighted I did do it. You know, and I have three girls inside, local girls inside uh, during the summer months here now. 
So you're providing local employment and the shop is doing well and everything was going okay. But as we have heard earlier on this morning and indeed over the last number of months, our electricity bills are on the increase. Energy in general is on the increase, Ted. And currently your electricity is, I suppose, high, but maybe some in in your game would say that's the usual because of, of the equipment you have in the store. What is your current bill? Well, I mean, I have no problem, obviously, I said I have eight freezers and obviously the post office and so on, but my, I'm paying 15, I had a contract with electricity for 15 cent a unit uh, when we started off two years ago, and my normal bill would be, bi-monthly, would be about a thousand euro. So my contract was finished, uh, we'd be finished on the 22nd, and I, I got a letter back out from uh, from electricity stating that uh, the lowest they could give me for a 12-month contract would be 50 cents. Uh, per unit, plus that, and I, I could do a t- uh, two-year contract at 44 cents per unit. Now, to me, at 15 cents per unit, it was uh, over 200, 233% of a rise. Now, on radio yesterday, I happened to be out driving yesterday, and did not, did, on, on drive time, it said, well, electricity costs had, driven, had risen 30%. So where can you come in with 233%? And that would mean your average bill, if you're paying around one thousand euros now, by monthly, is that going to go to over three thousand euros? Over three thousand euros per month. I mean, where in the name of God can anybody expect us to pay that? And you know, as much as I would love to stay here and have a service here in this car, if that continues to be, I just couldn't. No way could I afford to do that. And there's, I know that there's many more businesses that are going to be like that. You know, because <laughs> there isn't that much of a profit margin as you can afford to pay €3,000 of a bill every month or every two months. It's a massive and yeah. huge increase. And, and have you shopped around? I mean, have you I gone have to shopped other... around. I have shopped around. Yeah. Actually, I spoke to electricity in this morning, and the man I spoke to, he said, well, I take that deal, he said, because next week he said it's going to be up to 60 cents a unit. I, you know, 60 cents? 60 cents a unit. So I got on to a company in Dublin, Utilities, forget what their second thing is, but Utilities, uh, whatever, and they got back to me, and they, they went down a price for me. And the best thing they could come back with, and the girl I spoke to, she said, well, if you're a gambling man, take my advice. She said, it's the best of the month is to go, go on the tracker, where obviously like the tracker market is, it goes up and down. So I emailed them, I asked her what the tracker was for last month on, on electricity, and she said, uh, 32 cents. Now she said, obviously, it's going to go up, it's going to go down, whatever. But she said, it's the best way to go at the moment. But I'll be still paying at a minimum of 32 cents at the moment, which is actually doubling my cost. And if you were to go on this tracker, as they are suggesting, I mean, could you get out of the country? Could you move away to a different country? You can can move away from that tracker. And what about the likes of the other providers? For example, Electric Ireland or Borgosh? Are they the same? They're the same thing. They actually send out the price, prices for each one of them to me. And they're all up on the same thing. Every one of them. So they're all exactly more or less the yeah. same as electricity? Correct, yeah. So there's no, when you shop around, there's no there's difference really? No difference whatsoever. I have, I have it all here on paper to show to anybody what that, what that look is. So you'll have to go, are you going to go with the tracker one? I'm going to go with the tracker one. It's the, yeah. only, it's the only option I have is to go tracker and at least then, if it does go too high, you can move to one of the others, or you're not, I suppose, caught into a contract. I'm not caught into a contract. If it comes down, I can, I can move to them or whatever, you know. But at that price, I mean, John Paul, it wouldn't be, you know. 
and I'm going to like I mean I'm going to work you know stick this out as long as I can because obviously I haven't gone into to the high bill yet like but you know I'm going to see over the next six months whatever and see how it's going to work out. And when you're giving this reality from your own store and we're hearing from other independent stores like you who are closing because of, of what is going on, I mean, are, are you fearful that maybe not now, but in six months time or a year's time, if this continues, that we are going to see the local retail grocery store in villages like Liz Carl closing if this continues to increase energy wise? I would imagine so. I even see something, I think, within... On Facebook, where the CEO of, of Musgrave said that there are bigger, so, a lot bigger supermarkets than me, where the bills would be between seven and ten thousand euro previous, that they're going to triple as well. He's asking the government to come in and, and do something about it because they're going to cut on as well. They're going to feel the same cost as me, as any, you know. And for the bigger supermarkets, eventually what they will do is if their profits are going to be affected, they will pass on that to the consumers, course, so course, food yeah. will rise and rise again. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, you know. So I mean, like, where can you? justify these prices. You know, and the, the excuse I got this morning was, oh, Brexit and, and, and Brexit and the war. You know, but Jesus, like... Do you feel we're blaming too much on Brexit and the war? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Totally, you know, it's people jumping at the wagon and, and uh, you know, and, uh, to me, the, you see the vast profits last week, which they showed. Yeah, that's true. The energy company's huge yeah. profits. I mean, would you ask, when you see this now as a local independent retailer and you see the energy companies and the massive profits they are making and the fact that you're being asked to pay these prices, when you're asking the government to intervene in with local stores, would you ask them to maybe look towards the big companies? And I know they're saying to tax them more, but if they weren't earning as much from the likes of you and us, they wouldn't be earning the huge prices. Maybe set a margin where they can't just charge what they want. Well, I think that they have to, you know, I think they'll have to go that way. Because I won't be there at the bigger, the bigger stores, because people can't survive. You know, and I think, you know, my personal thing, I think we're heading into recession anyway. And I think, it, you know, it's very easy at the moment, whether it's fine, there are no fires down. And if it's come, you know, maybe come from one day and the fires are going to be down when, when this, all this fine weather leaves us. Yeah, very true. And I mean, if you're in a store, which, as you say, you know, is, is busy enough and I know you have the equipment like those freezers mm. and you run the post office mm. and they need to be going 24 uh, seven. But if you have other stores who are not so busy and are struggling, we will see uh, closures. We will see that effect knock on over the next three or four months when the summer is long gone. I mean, wh- what would you like the government to do if they, for the moment? Let's say they're not tackling the, the energy companies. What would you like them to do for small independent stores like yourself? Because everybody is going to be asking for help now over the next two or three months from this government. There's some sort of subsidy or something, because otherwise, you know, uh, I could get, you know, uh, give, give us a break somewhere along the way. I don't know how, we're going, how they're going to do it, but I'm sure there's a way of, a way of doing it. Yeah. I won't be here in, 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 in 12 months' time if it's carried on, because I could afford to be here. You, you won't be there as in your clothes? I would, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to be... I can't afford to stay on it. I don't want to stay like this. If I'm paying, if I'm paying three thousand or three and a half thousand a month on, 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 on uh, every two months on, on electricity, you know, where, where can I go? I mean, I don't want to be coming here and screwing the, you know, screwing uh, people for uh, on prices. You know, it's not fair. But it wouldn't I mean, make economic sense to stay open. And I mean, a bag of coal for the, for the summer is going to cost forty-five cents, forty-five euro a bag. Can any pensioner come in here and draw a pension of two hundred and fifty euro a week, pay forty-five euro for a bag of coal? Is that yeah. fair? And it's anybody? not feasible. You know, my caller told me a bag of coal is going to cost you 45 euros. And that will probably increase more over the next few months. Correct, yeah. yeah. You know, so I mean, 
Okay, Ted, I know you're, you're busy there and you have a lot of customers coming in, so <laughs> that, that's a good sign to hear that. So for, for the moment, Ted, stay in touch. We, we'll we'll okay. see how well, things go. No problem. Thanks for joining thanks us. We'll see how things go for you in the store, but I, I know it's busy there in the background, so I'll let you go. There he is. Uh, there's Ted. Yeah, he's gone. He's busy there in the store. You could hear the beeping of the uh, cast register. I don't know, was that an ice cream uh, machine running or not? But anyhow, yeah, it's great to hear he's busy uh, on a Monday morning, but it's the, the future of local retail shops while they are busy uh, the costs as he is aligned in energy bills per month over 3,000 euros that simply cannot go on and you know those small shops the margin isn't huge for those local independent retail stores uh, on this a number of texts and calls and first of all someone says tell Ted take a pay cut put up the prices or close down simple as um, unless he said he doesn't really want to increase the prices more than what they're going up by at the moment to give everybody a, a fair chance but I suppose if you're in business you have to do what you have to do uh, says that texter yes another person here saying I own a small business and I am in the same boat as Ted I have rights to pay higher bills now such as the energy bills he has mentioned it is really hard to survive as a small business these days while Orla uh, very similar to Ted owns a small business as well her broadband costs have increased and she's now trying to get broadband which is hard she says at the moment because uh, so many of the providers have different rates but she needs it now because of the tapping system she says most people pay by card and if I don't have broadband in my store many people don't carry cash anymore so I need it but that is an extra cost to me overall I could get away without using broadband because I could do uh, the rest of my work from home and use my own home broadband but I am finding it tough where my store is located says Orla and Anne says I always go to my small grocery store in Newmarket they always gave employment to my sons and when they finished for the summer I'll never forget them for that when they were in school of course and then you know the the, the summer came they were always given employment so uh, a good point there from Anne in Newmarket thank you for your attention and so many other areas will be similar whereby the local store gives so much employment to local people especially the students for summer months and uh, I think Anne and others would be thankful for stores for that and while John says people forget about local stores when they're dropping in and out weekly to get their milk and to get their bread or whatever uh, they are a sense and part of the community uh, but if they go where do we then who were involved for example in sports go for a local sponsorship or a local store always sponsors up us in the sporting world but if they go I don't think the bigger stores will be coming along to support small soccer clubs or indeed GAA clubs says John on text to 086-2103-103 you can WhatsApp on the same number or call Bernie on 0818-103-103 on the way we're going to hear why if your name is Michael Collins they're looking for you to gather this weekend in Newcastle and maybe break a world record that's next Record today on C103 Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment 0862103103 And by the way if you're out and about today and you do see guards on either the road or on the beach uh, you may notice they are looking different because Garda members on duty will be now on duty in new uniforms and this would include polo shirts from this morning as the force this is only its third official change of 
uniform in its 100 year history and it officially commences today. Now the new look includes two tones so it's a bright yellow and dark navy blue there's a soft shell and waterproof jackets and a sky blue polo shirt that will replace the conventional shirts Gardaí have always worn with those neckties um, which are not being retained now so they're, they're, they're gone I suppose as ties are kind of going out anyhow uh, the new uniforms also include operational trousers which are looser fitting and include large pockets on the outside thigh with base layers also supplied there and the new look is a departure from the shirts and ties we're always seeing Gardaí wear uh, they've always worn them over the years here in this country but seemingly they're now becoming less practical and less formal they're going down the road there was seemingly an internal um, survey done on this within on Garda Shikona and this is what they wanted they wanted to go for something more comfortable in the work that they do and these type of uniforms we will see now from the Gardaí uh, these are very like the police uniforms you would see worn in other European countries now it's the first time uh, the official Garda crest will appear on the uniforms until now it only has appeared on the Garda hat and while the neckties will be no more uh, it is the first time we'll see that in this country so I'm sure when you ever go to France or any of those stores you always do see the the the, the police and, and what they wear and how they look well it's going to change now towards that kind of style more a relaxed style might be the wrong way to say but at least for the Gardaí it might suit them better in their day-to-day duties uh, so that is going from now from 7am this morning so I suppose you would say many would say here in Cork uh, and many of those senior Gardaí uh, also uh, will say that we'd love to see more Gardaí on the beach in Cork uh, but unfortunately that doesn't seem to be the case when it comes to the allocation of Gardaí from Templemore to Cork a lot of senior members of the Gardaí will uh, openly say that they want more in Cork so as I say if you would if you see them today out and about in the beach it's fantastic but uh, it was rare we see because of the fact that the allocation isn't high enough from Templemore uh, towards the Cork area they seem to be given to the Dublin area and whatever for whatever that is I mean obviously the population is higher in Dublin uh, but when you have Garda Chiefs here in Cork calling for more to be sent and calling for higher numbers and it's evident at weekends and we get calls and calls again about the lack of Garda on the beach and it's down to the lack of allocation uh, that is given uh, to the Cork area but anyhow if you do happen to see one uh, you'll see and notice the new uniform now we will get to the Michael Collins in one location shortly on the programme but Councillor Deirdre O'Brien has contacted the show this morning and this is regarding South Dock in Fermoy in some news she's just receiving. Good morning to you Deirdre. Good morning John Paul. And thanks for joining us on this and contacting the show. Uh, this is South Dock in Fermoy. You're hearing that there is a South Dock or are threatening to close the service in Fermoy? Yeah, the South Dock service in Fermoy will be redirected to Middleton. Now, John Paul, you might recall this um, happened again before, which was going to go to Mallow to around the time of um, COVID. And I suppose, luckily, we got it overturned at the time. But again, it has raised its face, and it's and I suppose, look, we're seeing at the moment where like our living health is um, is tight with doctors, and people are finding it very difficult to get in there. And we're seeing the same in Fomoy. And what happens then is a lot of the overflow then from living, that can't get into living health are going to our soft stock, so they can't handle that. And then you've, in turn, then it's probably going to A&E, which means then you've A&E um, chock-a-block, you know. So, but what I'm saying today is, but this is what we're hearing, that it is going to go. I suppose you do have a lot of 
Look, we live in a border and uh, near the border here. We've Tipperary, we've uh, Limerick, you've, you've Anglesborough coming in. You have Ballyprene coming to Mitchellstown. But that's the way it is. You know, like, you know, they're not, it's that their nearest doctor. They will go. And you do have a lot of interaction between South Tip and North Cork. And, you know, you do have that even look, I could go to care for my NCD as opposed to going to Little Island. But, um, you know, you can't just box off into a county. We're not kind of like a, a GA team or anything. Yeah, well, and regarding the South Dock in Fomoy, and as you did mention, during the height of the pandemic, they were using the COVID and the the way that I suppose they had to move people around and they had to leave some centres free because at the time it was all new. Uh, and that was the excuse they were giving then. No, that was overturned. What what are the reasons this time around that they're saying that they, is it that they're totally closing the, 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 the office? Staffed. I have gathered this kind of short staff, medical staff. Really. So is it temporary? Um, no, it's supposed to be permanent because see, they, they want to really get rid of South Dock in Fomoy, I suppose, because it's not it's not giving the figures because it's not it's not taking a lot of Cork people because it probably takes a lot of South Tiberian and it takes Limerick as well, East um, Limerick as well, you see. Mm. So that's your finding that, you know, that maybe that's the reason. But all I know is I'm getting good reports back that it is actually going to go. And the fact that it's being overloaded because the fact that they're getting a lot from the overflow from Living Health. Like now to get an, um, a routine appointment in Living Health, you have to wait nearly three weeks, you know. And the same with um, Fomoy as well. People are finding that. And as I say, then people are like, if South Dock goes, like go to Middleton. Like anybody get an asthma attack, epilepsy, anybody like would need a doctor during the night, you know, and like the time might be short by the time they get to Middleton or Cork, whatever, A&E, then you're saying you'd be Cork really for us. And we're being told by the HSC not to attend to A&E unless you really, really have to and it is an emergency. So you're more or less saying people in, in, in Mitchellstown, in the Glanworth area, in Formoy itself, when they ring for South Dock, that in the future they'll be directed to travel. If they have to go in to see a doctor, they'll have to travel to Middleton and that can be over 20 miles away for, for a lot yeah, of people. Yeah. And look, I suppose, jump on my concerns here, like I'm hearing it. And look, we saw Bank of Ireland. They did the same thing during COVID. They closed and they said it was due to COVID. And then under pressure, they opened up. But then they closed down fully again. So I suppose that's what I, I just want to make a shout out. Because in the people, look, we saw what happened to AIB, people power. And I would say the same thing for here. The people need to stand up. Like, I want to alert the people at the moment that this could happen. Because that's what we need. Because if it does happen, it would be all too late. So we need to prevent this before it happens. And this is the breaking story. So we will contact yeah. South to talk on this and we'll find out exactly what is happening. But interestingly, yeah. you mentioned there that uh, this centre in Formoy, when it serves, I suppose you could say the Avenue region in a whole, but it yeah. is taking in people from Limerick and Tipperary. And as as you rightly said, there's a lot of uh, bordering towns and you can't just box off because, you know, that yeah. we're in Cork and they're in Limerick. You can't just stop the border. Uh, people will go to the nearest South Dock for them. So is it the, do you feel that some in an office somewhere is looking at this they're looking at oh, the yeah. numbers going to the South Dock in Formoy and realising there's maybe X amount from the Evandu region but they're not taking in Tipperary or Limerick and that's yeah. one of the reasons you feel Yeah, yeah. this is on someone's desk and it's a, it's a figure fixing um, exercise really, you know they, what they want to do is it, it's, got to make, it's got to pay off and obviously it's not paying off for the reason it's in or something that, that there's something wrong that you know this is what they're doing but it, that's not a service to the people you know, and the same, look, I suppose, I'm worried as well about St. Francis um, Home and Fomoy. I'm still not happy that there is a medical officer appointed there. And that will go if, we, if they don't put somebody in there in place soon. Because you can't, patients uh, won't go in there for respite unless there is a doctor to oversee them. 
so that's oh, another yeah. issue with this as well, you know. So it's it like, it's all fine saying, oh, should we can't, we can't do this, we can't do that. But that's not the answer. This is a service. This is not... You know, it's people's like lives, as you say, yeah, there'll be a ripple exactly. effect. But as people's lives, I mean, if you, as you mentioned earlier, if someone unfortunately uh, has an epileptic fit or has an yeah. asthma attack and needs to get to a doctor, uh, I mean, would you be? Fa- I know they don't want people to go into A and E, but it would be faster to travel up the motorway and into Cork City than it would be to go cross country to Middleton. That's it. Yeah, as people would look, I live in the country area. People say to me now, it's easier to get the vet out to the cow than to get the doctor to the patient. Yeah, with that right, yeah. yeah, you, you, yeah. You, the, the vet service is there 24-7, but the yeah. uh, patient service to the people is not there, especially if yeah. this is yeah. let go and happen. What can be done? I mean, obviously people power can be done like we saw with the banks, as you well, mentioned. They, they write their local TDs and get, yeah, somebody has to get in touch with the HSE to kind of get this stopped immediately. Stop in its tracks because no way I can let this happen. When I heard it, I would be so uh, supportive of the local people and the services needed here to keep you know, as I said, like feel sometimes look you ran your radio there earlier on about um, what's happening in small towns and villages. Mm, and shops. Like, you know, and we're seeing too much of it happening lately. So we need to as I said, this is a critical service. Whatever about the bank, you know, like I would call them critical as well, but this is more so, you know, that um, this is lives at stake here. It is, of course. Um, yeah. We will contact. We all start shouting and they say that's what happened the last time with AIB, didn't they? You know, they got onto the minister and they got onto the bank and they got into, you know. So I think that's what needs to happen this time. It yeah, indeed. We will contact South Dock Deirdre and we will get a statement from them on what exactly is happening because as you said it is just a story breaking in the last uh, 30 minutes or so so we will try and get to the bottom uh, of exactly what their plan is but uh, I do think redirecting people from Formoy to Middleton for the South Dock service and we we say Formoy as you've said a huge hinterland there I mean that would be a county in itself if you look at other counties in this uh, country uh, the size of the Avenue region and also taking in areas of Limerick and Tipperary we will see what South Doc says for the moment Deirdre yeah, thanks yeah, for contacting easy. us this morning yeah. very good thanks indeed John Paul. and uh, highlighting this uh, th- that is Councillor Deirdre O'Brien there with that breaking story from the Fromoy region as I say we will get to the, uh, a statement hopefully from South Doc on this and find out what is happening uh, but that story just coming to light there in the last couple of minutes uh, your views are welcome uh, as we discussed about the, the shops there a while ago and the high energy prices now South Doc being threatened to close uh, in the Fromoy area serving Evan Dew moving to Middleton 0818 our lines are open text or whatsapp 0862103103 and by the way well done to everybody in Formoy Goes Country that was held yesterday in Formoy huge crowds everybody happy out and yesterday morning um, there was a text in from uh, a listener who was going there and had put out the child at Prague and basically was saying I put this out for everybody going along to Formoy Goes Country hoping the weather would hold out and it did uh, the first drops of rain fell at about 6.50 just as the gig was finishing up so well done to everybody there in Formoy Goes Country a great day seemingly I know the likes of Mike Denver was there Cleona Hagen and many more of the big country stars like Robert Mazel and indeed Kieran Rosney too so if you were there and enjoyed it well done and well done to our listener with the child of Prague out to keep the rain away it worked for you thank you for your text here's George Ezra at C103 your chance to win with Specsavers hearing where you could be going along to see Tommy Tiernan live at Cork Opera House and indeed winning yourself 
a 100 euro voucher for Green's Restaurant on McCurtain Street. Cork today until 1. JP in for Patricia. Patricia back tomorrow morning from 10am. And Bernie taking your comments until 1 on 0818103103. Or you can text or WhatsApp 0862103103. Your questions for Annalisa Drizel of the Nutritional Vein. They're welcome on those numbers. She'll join us after 12.30. And our competition this week, all this week, we're giving you a chance to win with Specsavers Hearing, celebrating Ireland's reopening with tickets to great events and experiences. Win your way to Tommy Tiernan live at Cork Opera House in October for you and a friend plus €100 Euros voucher for Green's Restaurant on McCurtain Street with Specsavers. Specsavers have expert audiologists in your local Specsavers store and Specsavers Audiology, they bring back the sounds you've missed the most. So we played a clip earlier. Have you figured out the missing word? Here it is again. It's a missing word from Tommy Tiernan, one of his live shows he did. He does a piece, but we have got rid of one of the words. If you think you know what the missing word is, then you need to text or WhatsApp your answer now to 0862 103 103. Here is the clip with the missing word. I've no time for facts or rationality. If all you want to do in your life is give out facts, you might as well be a by the side of the road. Any idea what word has been beeped out there? What's the missing word? If you think you know, text or WhatsApp 0862-103-103. You win yourselves tickets to go along and see Tommy Tiernan live at Cock Opera House in October for you and a friend, plus that €100 Euro voucher for a Green's restaurant on McCurtain Street with thanks to Specsavers Hearing. That clip, here it is again. I've no time for facts or rationality. If all you want to do in your life is give out facts, you might as well be a by the side of the road. Alright, what's on the side of the road? Uh, let us know. Text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103. The winner we reveal before the end of the show. Now, a lot of calls and comments in on the various items we were discussing. First of all, back to Ted from Liscarroll. And he's an independent shop owner and his showing firsthand what was raised at the start of the show regarding energy costs and how local independent stores are now facing new electricity bills going up from roughly maybe €950 a month to over €3,000 a month. And we've heard of others who were receiving bills up to €5,000 a month as the unit rate for electricity increases for those stores. And a lot of this is to do with the freezers they have within the stores. But on this, Mike in Bantry says uh, that poor man in Liscarroll, I do feel for him, would it be better to get rid of the frozen foods and just sell non-frozen products instead, uh, says Mike in Bantry. Well, even outside of that, you need the fridges for the likes of milk and other produce. So even if he did not go down the road of the frozen stuff, um, as he mentioned, you know, you'd be surprised what uh, you need a, a fridge or a freezer for within the store uh, to house milk. And a lot of the corner shops, people do go for milk, either be late at night or first thing in the morning. Uh, so maybe you could reduce the actual uh, as a frozen food option and you could reduce the... The, what's in the actual frozen side of the shop but you would still need the machinery there uh, to keep the fridges and the freezers to keep the items cool so maybe reducing the fridges and the freezers going from 8 to 4 or something but then would that work overall I suppose it's up to the business uh, and the type of plan you want to go for in the future uh, thank you Mike for your text and uh, I know when Michael Collins we, we did ask Michael Collins the uh, deputy Corks of West deputy about this at the very start of the show 
when he joined us and he did mention Sintra Isha in Douglas says well Sintra and Supervalue are the Musgrave group which made a huge profit last year the shop owners should be supported by the Musgrave group we should not be expected or indeed the government to support them our taxes should not prop up the big supermarket groups well I suppose from Ted's example and others that have been on to us uh, they're independent retailers so they they don't belong to any chain or any franchise Um, you know they may go and purchase stuff from uh, an actual uh, wouldn't be Musgraves now but another cash and carry outlet maybe Um, but overall the Musgrave Group which are just for Centra and Super Value even though I know Michael Collins did mention Centra uh, the people we're hearing from uh, that have been in contact with us aren't part of that franchise uh, they're just independent stores who would obviously go to a cash and carry uh, but would have a, their own brand or, or a different brand over the door but yeah I can see what you're saying there you know if if, if it's a case that there is some supermarkets under a brand chain should it be up to the chain then to look after them rather than as Edith says the public going along and giving our taxes to a bigger group and uh, staying with the electricity and energy costs a texter here saying I am wondering if it is worth the government considering putting a freeze on energy price rises for a year when the energy companies are making such huge profits. It could be and it was something that came up earlier in the show and uh, this uh, person here on WhatsApp says well this person feels the government is just all talk and no action and they're only interested in their own pockets. They don't care about the poor class, the people or th- those that are trying to send their children back to school and then they're on about electric cars and making targets to look and purchase electric cars with half the country starving. The government is a joke, says that person on WhatsApp while Martin is in Fermoy and this ties in with our conversation earlier on electric cars and the targets the government have made uh, for everybody to go electric before 2030 when Martin Infermoy says I had to sell my car because I could not afford the petrol and other things like tax, insurance and NCT. So how the heck could I afford an electric car? I also had to give up work because I had no car. This government are not tuned into our troubles and our financial hardships. We will be like other countries and be able to have enough money. When will we be like other countries and be able to have enough money uh, as Martin sees elsewhere? Uh, Martin thank you for your text in for my to 0862103103 while John says as the government want to reduce emissions from transport by 50% by 2030 is this possible when the average age of cars here is 9 years and the average electric car is costing 40,000 euros if people can pay their electricity bills how then can they buy electric cars says John good point and, and that is something that has come up time and time again from our discussion uh, this morning on electric cars and uh, on about travelling and earlier on there was someone saying you know everybody should if they can uh, take public transport well on this uh, texts are here saying I would like to thank Irish Rail for providing the customers with large bottles of water to take as much as you like at Houston Station on Saturday it was a great service from Irish Rail so well done to all in Houston and uh, that's a good service Saturday a very warm day so good to see Irish Rail doing that and then I also mentioned what was happening in Fermoy with Fermoy Goes Country and a lot of people had a great time at that concert in Fermoy on yesterday afternoon from 1 to 7 at Rannan Fitzgerald's Park so well done to all the organisers and a couple of texts and first of all uh, JP I want to thank all the Fermoy GA organisers for a brilliant day of entertainment yesterday I had a great day there but this person says one complaint I would have is the lack of variety of drink 
in the bar there was just kinds of drink none of what I would have drank but a very enjoyable day roll on next year from a very happy music fan well on the drink thing for any concerts and I'm not too sure if there was an agreement in Formoy or not yesterday but for the majority of concerts you go to be that in a stadium or be that in maybe Live at the Marquee or wherever uh, not all but the majority would have an agreement with for example Diageo so you would only get the products that Diageo produce and they would only be on sale so that can be the case for many concerts I'm afraid and many people are familiar with that if you go to big concerts these days uh, that is usually the case there's some type of an agreement with a company and it's their products are dealt with then on the day and maybe not other products but that is across the board across the world um, in the majority of big concerts but glad to hear you had a good day and Catherine in Formoy was at Formoy Goes Country concert at the weekend with Robert Mazel, Cleona Hagen and Mike Denver and Kieran Rosling she had a great day she said it was outstanding and a fantastic fundraiser for Formoy GAA so well done to all in Formoy with that and a congratulations here I mentioned the Roars earlier uh, who did so well again for Ireland and we are so lucky to have that talent here in Cork but also another person to mention and it's a big congrats to Jack McCarthy from Bween who won the All-Ireland Autographs yesterday that was held in Waterford so well done Jack congrats to you and I'm sure they're all celebrating today in Bween and that's from his gran and granddad Monica and Bob in Bween so well done uh, another uh, all Ireland coming to Cork and uh, this time by way of autograph racing uh, well done to Jack there from Wien our lines are open 0818 103 103 text or whatsapp 0862 103 103 The C103 Cork Diary with Cork County Council where communities and businesses all across the county can get the support they need at corkcoco.ie Griffiths Bar in Scanakilla, they're holding a Seniors Day every Monday with live entertainment, a talent contest also, and the winner receives €100 Euros to donate to a local charity of their choice. And volunteers are urgently needed for the NCBI charity shop in Skibbereen. You can call into the shop or email them, shopvolunteer at ncbi.ie. And the Ahakista Fado exhibition, it's an exhibition of old photographs of Ahakista that will continue to be open to the public each Saturday and Sunday from 2 to 5pm throughout the months of August. It's at the cabin in Ahakista which is located beside Arundel's Bar. The exhibition was curated by the Ahakista Community Association as part of this year's festival in Ahakista and it's well worth a visit. And an exhibition entitled Souls of Our Shoes in the West Wing of the Carrick Centre in Balancholic will be in place for the month. It aims to highlight the stories of people who have experienced physical or emotional abuse at the door are open there every day from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And the Cork Craft and Design Annual Showcase Exhibition that goes ahead at the Old Mill in Castletown Roach. It will run until the 28th of August and the opening hours there are from Sundays 10am to 5pm. And a temporary exhibition entitled Bail Na Blow, The Local Story will open at the Independence Museum in Kilmurray from Friday. It's open now from last Friday and it stays open until Sunday the 4th of September. There's also going to be a bus 
tour and that will retrace the route taken by the Collins Convoy through Kilmurray, Town, and Ovens. If you want to book that tour, you can contact them at the Independence Museum in Kilmurray at 021 to book that. And if you have a non-profit event or a community charity event you want to advertise, you can email the details to us free of charge. Email diary at c103.ie. Record today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 0818-103-103. Now, plans are already in place this summer to bring together the largest gathering of men named Michael Collins into one place just ahead of the centenary of his assassination next next weekend in Ben Leblanc. Uh, the volunteer team of Newsistown Festival are hoping now to get into the Guinness Book of World Records with this. And one of the organisers of the festival, Lionel Mahoney, joins me. Uh, good afternoon to you, Noel. Good afternoon, PJ. Thank you. Thanks uh, for having us back on the show again. Well, you're very welcome. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> f- you're okay. <laughs> I've been called worse now. So, first of all, <laughs> go, go back a bit before, because I know we spoke to you earlier on in the year. You were yeah, planning this yeah. and it was all all being done and you were hoping that, you know, to, to get the word out there. The word is out there. Um, first of all, coming up with the idea, who came up with it and how is it going since you first spoke to us? Well, since we first spoke to us, uh, things have really taken off between social media and uh, the radio stations like yourselves there and the print media have really given us a good boost and good advertising over the last couple of weeks especially. Um, you know, when we were getting phone calls from a guy in Dublin the other day, a Michael Collins gentleman uh, getting a train down, a bus to Bandon, so we're offering to pick him up in Bandon and put him up for the night as well. The thing is, a guy is making an effort like that. We said we'd be after him, you know, in fairness to him. So there's a great, great vibe about it. There's a great buzz around the place. We started our festival yesterday with a family fun day in the, in, the, in the school grounds. And we had a great day out there. So things are really picking up. We had the village decorated. And the Bain of Blast monument is nearly ready. Hopefully it will be ready. Um, are, are you Sunday. actually concerned about that? Because we had a few texts in it earlier this morning yes, from people. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we, are, we are slightly concerned. But, but, but it looks lovely. Will it be done? They says it will. So we'll go with him. They are the experts. It yeah. will be done. Well, that have to. Parking is another issue and all that. <laughs> Sunday, but that's that is yeah. true. 5,000 people expecting a Ben Blanc yeah. this weekend, yeah. but they'll have to have it done regardless if they have to work 24-7 yeah. because there's only one chance of doing this. So I, I think I, you're I know, right. That they'll they'll have to have it done there despite the concerns we heard earlier this morning. And I mean, yeah. Newcastle for the likes of myself and others, we're very familiar with Newcastle. It's very near yeah. Ben Leblanc. So yeah. this is what you're trying to do as part of the festival this year is to get as many Michael Collins as yeah. in one place at one time you mentioned the guy from Dublin who was going to come yeah. down what's I mean are you hopeful to have a break a record here well uh, we don't think there is a record already so any few that we get will be a record but we're you know we're hoping to get the 50 mark so I mean we just don't know people have been online saying and kicking it on Facebook there and, and saying they're coming all that. but on the day we just don't know what's going to happen with traffic down the Bainer Blanc and everything like that that could be an issue getting to Newstone but there are plenty of roads to Newstone so we're just putting out a call a rallying call to all Michael Collins in the country to be in Newstone for 4 to 4.30 after the commemoration at the site and we have live music and a food court set up for everybody Bogdan Donkey will be playing for the evening and Pat the Army are playing and like we're just hoping to have a bit of a fun day and get when when a Michael Collins will arrive, he'll register, get a, a certificate for the day, he'll get a free T shirt and a free drink. We promise that and we're gonna to stick to it. Okay, so it's worth your while to go to Newcastle so to pick up the, yeah. the cert and the free drink. And within your own parish there of Newcastle, do you know of any Michael Collins that will be able to turn up? Well we have we have two or three Michael Collins in the parish. We don't know is one gonna be away, but uh, we definitely have the two. And of course, our own um, our own uh, South, South West TD, Michael Collins, 
the TD is coming as an MC, and he has a son, Michael. So that's another. That's definitely four. <laughs> so you <laughs> have four Dublin, anyway, hopefully. Train, yeah, yeah. We have a we have a man coming from Upton as well in a wheelchair. There, the people that from Upton House Home have been on, and they're bringing a guy over there as well in a wheelchair. There, a lovely man. They said he loves the crack and all that, and his name is Michael Collins. So he's coming. You know. Right. So we just don't know how many more will turn up, but. We're hoping to have a great crowd for it. Well, hopefully you will. And as you said, it's on after the commemoration. It's on 4 to 4.30 in the village itself of Newcastle. In, in the village of Newcastle, in the pub here in the car park. Oh man, he's there. We have the marquee put up there. We have Bernard Casey on Saturday night. There's still tickets available for him. And on the Sunday, we will have a great crack and great fun here in the village um, with the Michael Collinses. We get an official photograph in and get that out to all your social media and all, the, uh, to all of you, one or three of them and everyone like that who has supported us. And... Um, Hopefully that uh, we, we, we'll get a big number and a big record. Well, hopefully you do, and it'll be great to see the record uh, broken, or if it's the first record made, as you said, it wasn't broken yeah. before, so the first record would be great to have in Newcastle, so near to Benablaw and its connection yeah. to Michael Collins. And the festival you mentioned there, it is part of your festival. A lot of local communities like yourself, Niall, had nothing for the last number of years. And before that, a lot of the festival struggles uh, outside yeah. of COVID ever coming. But there seems to be a big, I just noticed here from over the last month or so, a big return to local festivals oh yes definitely yeah. we, we, we'd run ours every two years to give us a break and not to be you know tiring people out in the committee but we have a great committee put together this year and they're all volunteers from all corners of the, of the parish and all different societies of the parish and everybody is willing to give a hand in as well outside that outside the committee so yes we had a lot of work in, in getting the place arranged and ready and we have plenty of volunteers to help us but for the week we have a week long event and we have a bowling semi-finals and finals on Tuesday and Thursday we have Bingo Tuesday night. We have a charity 5K walk there, Pink Ribbon Walk, for one of our foundies, one of our mem- former members. Um, and on Friday night, we have the Fancy Dress. On Saturday night, we have a historical tour. And we have Bernard Casey. And on Sunday, then, we'll have the final big day out with the Michael Collins Gathering. Well, the very best of luck for that gathering at 4 to 4.30 in Newcastle Village itself. That's after the commemoration in a nearby uh, Bain of Law. Uh, now, the best of luck. Hopefully, there's a, a good few um, Michael Collins will turn up on the day and you'll have a, a good... Hopefully, over 100 would be nice to see. Uh, we'll wait it and see what happens anyway. That would be fantastic if we could get there, but we take it in and what we get now would be fantastic. <laughs> Indeed. Well, if you're out there listening to us or if you yes. know someone that is called Michael Collins, you know where they need to be on Sunday, this coming Sunday from four onwards to tell them to head to Newcastle and uh, be involved in that record breaker Noel the very best of luck to you thank you very much for, for creating back to us and, and, and all your help in, in um, advertising no thank hassle you. thank you that is Noel Amani there one of the festival organisers from Newcastle as they bid to enter the Guinness Book of World Records with the most Michael Collins in one place uh, and so near to Bin it's inappropriate that it is held there in Newcastle our lines are open your questions are welcome for Annalisa Giselle who will join us very shortly you can call Bernie with your questions on 0818 103 103 text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103 and I just want to give this uh, out as a word of warning and we always try to uh, give scam warnings to people and no matter how many scam warnings we get we still hear of people who get caught from scam artists and this is the Gardaí who have been in touch to make people aware of a current text message scam that purports to be from AIB Bank would you believe it or not I checked my phone there uh, during the news earlier and I had one of those texts on my phone it seems to put those scam texts how it knows they're scam I'm not too sure but it does seem to put them elsewhere but it did come up with a big red mark and it showed the text and it was this one that the Gardaí you run about claiming to be 
uh, from AIB Bank and I don't bank with AIB and the scam it could reference any financial institution though but the current one is more or less coming from or claiming to be coming from AIB and what's happening with this one is the text tells people uh, to call a number regarding a transaction that was made and this number will bring them to an AIB agent of course it isn't an agent but you think it is an AIB agent and they then will talk the person through how to cancel the transaction but in this case the fraudster will then look for guess what the credit or debit card details plus indeed your personal details so again Gardaí are asking people do not respond to these texts or indeed do not call the number if you must do anything call your bank but make sure you don't call back the number and as we always say do not give out any personal details don't give out PIN numbers don't give out credit card numbers passwords PPS numbers air codes or anything to anyone over the phone because the bank won't ask you for that so uh, just beware that that one which is going around this morning because I know a few people here even in the studios this morning have got that claiming to be from AIB but as the Gardaí say it could be claiming to be from any bank so just take note of that. Annalisa Drizel will join us next uh, answering all your nutritional questions. Keep those coming to us. Text or WhatsApp 0862103103 and our winner for Tommy Tiernan that's next too. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 0862103103 And all week on Cork Today we're giving you the chance to win with Spec Service Hearing celebrating Ireland's reopening with tickets to great events and experiences. Win your way to Tommy Tiernan live at Cork Opera House in October for you and your friends plus a 100 euro voucher for Green's Restaurant on McCurtain Street and Spec Savers have expert audiologists in your local Spec Savers store and Spec Savers Audiology. They're bringing back the sounds you've missed the most. So we played you a clip earlier from a Tommy Tiernan show but that clip was missing a word you had to guess the missing word so what was the missing word here's the clip initially we played I've no time for facts or rationality if all you want to do in your life is give out facts you might as well be a by the side of the road well, well done to Theresa O'Mahony in Upper Cool Fodda in Bandon. You're heading along to see Tommy Tiernan live at Cock Opera House in October for you and a friend. Plus, indeed, along to Green's Restaurant on McCurtain Street, where you've won yourself a 100 euro voucher for Green's Restaurant. Also, all with thanks to Specsavers Hearing. And what was the word that was missing? I've no time for facts or rationality. If all you want to do in your life is give out facts, you might as well be a signpost by the side of the road. There we are, a signpost. Well done to you, Theresa. You were uh, who picked that one up because you guessed the word signpost or you knew the word signpost. Maybe you knew the gig. Anyhow, well done, Theresa. You're heading along with thanks to Spec Savers Hearing. We'll be in touch with you on that one. And as earlier this morning, we were speaking about Brian Cowan, uh, the Fianna Fáil TD from the Midlands. His suggestion was about the ESB network and he feels maybe we should sell it off. And there was mixed responses on that because people are saying that we not learn from what happened with Telecom Air and and indeed with Aircom or Air as it is now at the time. Well, Sylvester on WhatsApp says, John Paul, politicians who talk about the sale of the most important industries, for example, electricity and water supply, they should resign, says Sylvester. They are very important industries for all Irish citizens and should not be sold. When electricity and water supply will be in private hands, people will not pay two to three hundred euros a month, but four to five hundred euros, and no one will forbid the new owner to sell such a price uh, indeed Sylvester on WhatsApp to 0862 103 103 now let's uh, go as we usually do 
on a Monday to the Health Hub in Times Square in Ballancolic and join Annalisa Giselle. Annalisa, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, John Paul. And you're enjoying, even though it's a cloudy, and it's a, the, the temperatures have decreased, but you, I'm sure, enjoyed the uh, fine weather over the last week or so. Oh, it's fab, and I'm still down in West Cork, and right. while it's cloudy, it's still beautiful. Yeah, it is so, lovely. And it's nice yeah. and warm still. It is lovely and warm, and I've just had a big feed of blackberries. So the last oh. week, I think they're the best blackberries I've had in 10 years. The last week, they're just so full of sugar now. They're so sweet. They're delicious. Yeah, and there, there is blackberries. It's good to take them. There's a lot of nutrients in them, isn't there? Oh, they're fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And if you can get your hands on them, you should freeze them because berries are so expensive to buy fresh in the winter. Plus, I kind of feel they're coming from hot countries and we don't really know what they're being sprayed with. So go out now, get your blackberries into your freezer and you'll have blackberries for your porridge all winter long. There we are. There's a tip now for everybody ahead of the winter. Now we'll move on. I have a lot of questions in, Annalisa. I'm going to start with this one from a person on WhatsApp who says, I suffer from xerostomia dry mouth. What can I get for this? Thank you. Okay, so generally there is nothing specifically for dry mouth, but what you're trying to support the mucus producing cells and the cells that produce all of the saliva and the different juices throughout the whole body, really. So what works for the mouth will work for the eyes and will work for the digestive system and anywhere where you're needing juice or saliva or mucus to be produced. So uh, the first thing I'd say would be something like an omega-7 oil. Now, the ones that we would, uh, where we get it mostly are the sea buckthorn berries. I don't know if anybody's familiar with them, but when you go to the beach and you see those bushes with those beautiful um, orangey berries, they're called sea buckthorn and they're very high in an omega-7 fat which is particularly good for mucus-producing membranes. Also, vitamin A and vitamin E are very important, and they come from mostly from uh, their fat-soluble vitamins, so they come from nuts and seeds and oils. We'll get a certain amount in, um, in meat and cheese and eggs and um, dairy products as well, so make sure that they're included in the diet. You could also try taking an omega-3 fat, which comes from fish. Now, we don't, like, the awful thing with our fish is that if you eat enough fish nowadays, there's so much mercury in it that you're in danger of heavy metal toxicity. So they recommend we don't eat oily fish more than three times a week. So it is good to take a fish oil supplement. And that's not only good for mucus-producing cells, but it's also fantastic to um, keep your blood nice and thin. It supports the fatty tissue in the brain, so it is protective against Alzheimer's and dementia. It also protects against heart disease um, and keeps your good cholesterol up and your bad cholesterol down. So that's another one to take. And then the last thing I would say as well is oral hygiene, John Paul. If we use too too much of the very strong um, antibacterial mouthwashes, it kills off all the good bacteria in our mouth. It's really important that we have good bacteria in our mouth. And the bad bacteria are linked to an increase in heart disease and lots of other things. Now they think it's also linked to Alzheimer's. So having good bacteria in your mouth is really important. So I would suggest, um, you know, when you're eating foods like yogurts and try and get live yogurts, they're very difficult to get now. But if you can get the live ones, it's much better, maybe at farmer's markets. And then just let kind of rinse your mouth with those. That'll put the good lactic acid bacteria in there. And then there's a particular bacteria that's very good in the mouth and it's called lactobacillus salivarius. And you'll get that in a health store as part of a, a general broad spectrum probiotic. And that'll keep the mouth healthy.
Okay, hopefully that helped us a person there regarding dry mouth and WhatsApp. And another person here on WhatsApp, Annalisa, and this is with regards to early menopause. And uh, this person says early menopause runs in my family. I'm 40 years old and I started taking pre many supplements a while ago back. Now, I was experiencing all the symptoms of early menopause and now my period has become regular again. But the pre-mini or uh, pre-mary uh, is so expensive that I have decided maybe I might just take evening primrose supplements instead. Uh, would that do me for now, Annalisa, to control, let's say, the hormones and the sweating at night? Now, I've been on them for a month now and I'm sleeping good and I've no sweating and the hormones seem to be OK. Now, I still get the odd red mist of anger. So what would you suggest that I do that's not too expensive if this will work? And also any suggestions for migraines for this person in there uh, who's 40? OK. So, um, well, the only way to know if it's going to work just with evening primrose is to continue taking it for a couple of months and hopefully you'll know then because everyone is so different. Evening primrose works brilliantly for some people and not for others. Uh, the second thing I would say is for the, for the kind of the anger and the anxiety and the mood swings that come with menopause, but also actually with PMT, if you're coming up to your period, a lot of women would find that their, their moods are all over the place. One of the best things for that is a vitamin B6. If you're taking it long term, um, about 25 milligrams would be the minimum amount that you need to take to manage those symptoms. And it's quite cheap to buy. Uh, So that would be a good one to maybe add for the mood. But I would personally feel that somebody in their early 40s that's going through early menopause should really consider HRT um, from their doctor because of the impact of early menopause on bones and the risks of osteoporosis in the long term. And if you're not, if you're reluctant to take the HRT for any reason, then make sure that you're just doing something to support your bones. So include calcium-rich foods in the diet. Um, And so we always think dairy when we think calcium, but actually we get calcium from the skins of the potatoes, green leafy vegetables. Sweet potatoes are very good as well for calcium. Nuts and seeds, particularly almonds. Uh, pumpkin seeds and chia seeds. These are really high in calcium. Sesame seeds are wonderful. So if you buy tahini, you can smear tahini onto an apple. It's a delicious snack. Or you can make hummus with chickpeas and tahini. And both all of those lentils, chickpeas are really high in calcium as well as tahini. So get the calcium in your diet. You want about seven portions of those type of calcium-rich foods a day. And then supplement yourself with the vitamin D3 and a vitamin K2 and take it year round and just make sure you're protecting your bones and that would be the biggest thing. And then in terms of migraines, that's a difficult one, John Paul, because everybody's triggers for migraines are different. If they're hormonal, obviously controlling hormones will help. But one of the things that we seem to find works really, really well for our customers across the board is a high dose of vitamin B2. Um, It's generally like we get vitamin B2 in a complex, but you need about 400 milligrams of it for migraine prevention. And the idea is that you take it every day and it reduces the number of migraines that you'll get in the week or month or year, whatever you normally get. And it works very, very well. So uh, you could try that for migraine. The other thing then is sometimes magnesium works, but I'd go with the B2 first. Okay, hopefully that does help that person there. And then uh, connection with sleep, Annalisa. This is from Anne, who says, I am 51 years and I used to be a good sleeper. Now, in recent weeks, although I am tired going to bed, I find it very difficult to fall asleep. I get up a few times to walk around and eventually might fall asleep around 3 a.m. I am taking magnesium 365, but it doesn't seem to be helping. Any advice appreciated from Anne, a very tired listener in Fermoy. So, Annalisa, 
Lisa. I mean, sleep, God, yeah. if you don't get a good night's sleep, you can really pay for it the next day. Absolutely. And the older you get, the more you need your sleep. We become more like a baby. Like we get cross and cranky. We don't get our six or seven hours or whatever we need. And I would think here with the age 51, is it, I wonder, is there a bit of menopause-related sleep difficulties? Because it's very, very common. It's one of the most common symptoms of menopause is disruptive sleep. So always with natural medicine, you try and work at the root of the problem. And if hormone imbalance is the issue, then you work at that level. But the, what I would advise to anybody struggling with sleep is to start off with natural remedies like valerian, um, hops are very good. Magnesium works very well for some people, but I wouldn't always put it at the top of, of my list. It wouldn't be the first thing I'd recommend. So the ones that work very well for us in the shop are the um, Irish Botanica um, Peace and Calm, which is a valerian tincture. It's very, very good, very strong, a beautiful product. Uh, that's one thing you could try. I know that Vogel also does a valerian and hops blend, but we love the Irish Botanica one. The other one that we get the best feedback on the shop is NHP, and it's called Advanced Sleep Support. And it's a, it like some people are finding it so good to kind of relax them and get them into a gentle, peaceful sleep, John Paul, that they also take maybe half a dose during the day if they're starting to feel a bit anxious or uptight because it's very, very relaxing. All the natural remedies just work to kind of bring down your stress hormones and put your body in a lovely, calm state to fall asleep naturally. So I would try the Advanced Sleep Support first. And if that's not working, then maybe consider some hormone support. Okay, hopefully that does help. And there, and the heat. I see another text here regarding sleep. Uh, this is from Derek, who's in a similar situation, but he does, he's not too sure is it the heat or not because he always does sleep well. Uh, would you suggest the same for him and just trying to get to sleep? Once he sleeps, then he's fine. But it's just trying to get to sleep is his problem. Yeah, I'd, I'd suggest the same, John Paul. Like throughout our lives, there'll always be times when you know we might struggle to get to sleep and i think the longer you leave it the more likely it is to become entrenched this difficulty sleeping and then you almost become anxious before you even go to bed thinking am i going to be able to sleep tonight so i think nip it in the bud get a natural remedy to get your cycle back again you don't have to take it forever just take it until you're back in a nice routine of sleep these things keep for years so keep it in your medicine cupboard and then if you go through a particularly stressful week it's there again to use Generally, they're very, very safe with all medications. But if you're worried, if you're on an awful lot of medications, just make sure that you check with the health store, bring in your list of meds, and they'll check that it's okay to take at the same time. Okay, and we have about two minutes, so I'll try and get through two more questions if I can. First of all, Maria is in Kenturk. She has vertigo and she is on Stimatol for it. It's, uh, for the last three weeks, she's on this, but it doesn't seem to be working. So how long should it take to work? Oh, Lord, Normie, the Stimatol would kick in very, very quickly. Um, the natural remedy for vertigo really is, it's, it's a bit hit and miss, John Paul, to be honest. So if vertigo is as a result of inflammation of the inner ear, where the canals are responsible for our balance, that's what makes you feel dizzy or sick and nauseous, like as if you're on a ship. So we go down the natural anti-inflammatory route, but it does take an awful lot of time. You're looking at things like turmeric, boswellia, the, the bacteria I mentioned earlier as well, the lactobacillus salivarius is very good for um the inner ear as well and one of the, the supplements that we used to have before they took it off the, before they discontinued it was um, a hearing support that has extract of rosemary in it as well so maybe try using rosemary tea or 
get a good quality organic rosemary essential oil and drink it in a tea and try with the natural supplements, um, boswellia and turmeric and seed you get there, but it might take a little bit of time. Okay, and Tim is in Bandon. One of his legs is swelling every day and the skin is red, weeping and itchy. What can be causing this? He also has heart problems. Any suggestions for Tim? Okay, well, I would say, Tim, you need to go to the doctor just to rule out anything because sometimes the bacteria that's fairly harmless that sits on the skin can actually cause an infection in the leg that would cause swelling, uh, would make it kind of red and, and could be a bit itchy as well. And that can eventually become a bit dangerous. It might end up in blood poisoning. So it's called cellulitis. So make sure you go down to the doctor and get it checked out. It could be something far more simple. And I'd say that's what's most likely. You might be have it getting, gotten a bite from an ant or a spider that you might be uh, allergic to. But the doctor then can give you a good antihistamine. So make sure you get that checked out. Okay, hopefully that helps you, Tim. Uh, that's where we leave it for today. Annalisa, thank you for that. Enjoy, Thanks, enjoy the West, and we'll chat to you next week. Next Annalisa Giselle there, uh, joining us from the Health Hub in Ballincollig. You can check all those items she's mentioned on her Facebook page, Health Hub, if you search for that on Facebook or indeed at the healthhubstore.com. And we will podcast everything that was said this afternoon on our own podcast section under c103.ie. Now, a number of calls in on different issues we've been discussing this morning. First of all, I mentioned earlier about the From I Goes Country and everybody had a great day yesterday at that. But just one thing, uh, because we've often discussed toilets before, but this person says we had a brilliant day yesterday at From I Goes Country. But just can I say, and can you give a mention to the two ladies who looked after the toilets all day cleaning them? I must say they were the cleanest portaloos ever. So well done to those two ladies, whoever you are in From I, you'll know who you are. Well done on cleaning the toilets there at the From I Goes country yesterday praise coming your way and when we mentioned about the Michael Collins and having the uh, majority the most Michael Collins we can find in one location next Sunday from 4 o'clock onwards in Neustestown Village uh, which is just around the corner from Ben Leblanc. Uh, Theresa is saying John Paul what about the Michael Collins band I think they should be playing Sunday evening well maybe he might turn up there uh, to Neustestown on Sunday evening to have more Michael Collins in one location and then if we can have Mary in Banning College Mary wants to know is it okay to take communion because she is a celiac well usually Mary from my knowledge of this is if you are at mass and uh, you are celiac and if there's people out there who are in this situation please feel free to text in or indeed email across the afternoon because we're, we're just finishing up now for today's show uh, we, we will go back to this tomorrow you can email Cork today at c103.ie uh, but usually when you go along to mass and you do go up for Holy Communion you will notice people who will go up towards the end and then I presume they have a, a, a different host for people um, who are celiac and then they will give that to that person or you can say it to the priest beforehand or if you don't want to go up and stand there on your own at the altar, sometimes they will give you the communion afterwards, maybe within the sacristy of the mass. So that all depends on your priest, on the church and where you were. And, you know, everybody, every place will be different. But that's what usually happens if you're a celiac but if people are out there and um, you know they, you might know more uh, than, than our own experience let us know you can email across the afternoon Cork today at c103.ie but that's it from today Nick Richards is next from one playing more of Cork's The Greatest Hits and Martina along from four Patricia Messenger is back with you tomorrow morning uh, from 10am with Tuesday's Cork Today my thanks to Bernie Murphy who produced enjoy your Monday afternoon I'm John Paul Mac Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 